This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us today. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters Show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate the Father Matters icon. Today's show is is heavy to my heart. It's special to me because I ran into this brother a few weeks ago and I did not know he was writing a book. And he wrote a book with his dad called Tender Lions, Building the Vital Relationship Between Father and Son, written by Brian Becker and Jeff Becker. Today I have the son, Jeff Becker. Jeff, welcome to the Father Matters Show, my man. Appreciate it, man. This is going to be exciting. Man, when you hit me with this book, I wasn't expecting to read what I read. It, it was real. It was deep. It was personal. And I said, I got to get this brother on the show. You and I talked and we, we set this up. And here you are. This book, again, Tender Lions, Building the Vital Relationship Between Father and Son. Jeff, why did you and your dad write this book? Um, everyone has a story to tell. And, you know, we, we all have something inside of us. We all have a story. But a lot of us only see the outside surface. And, you know, we, we see what we want to see almost. And what you just said is, is so true is that it's real, it's raw, it's uh, personal. And it, I think it hits home with an individual, a father, a son, a, a wife. Um, and we just did it because if we can impact one person, if we can impact one relationship, uh, we did our job. You're going to do your job today, brother, with over 20,000 listeners, because what I appreciate, not even you and I talked about this a little bit before we went on air. I said, can we start off how your dad started off the book? Mm. Uh, Because your dad, man, was so real with this. Mm -hmm. And this book is going to touch thousands if people take their time and really read this book and and, and humble themselves. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your dad when it started with the childhood with his sister. Yep. You know, um, my dad pretty much uh, at a really young age saw his his sister die. And she was, I think, 18 at the time. And she was, you know, they lived in a farm town, but she was prom queen. She was, you know, she was everything in that town. She was the most beautiful person. And, and my dad at a young age saw her pass away from a blood clot in the brain. And literally he just remembers he, he felt this grief uh, and this sorrow and didn't understand it, you know, um, seeing, seeing the brain, the the blood clot in the brain and seeing her face go purple, um, it affected him. And you, you know, when you're that age, you don't really truly understand the impact that'll have psychologically years down the road. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And, and, and you got to realize, man, your, your, your dad, I think he was like nine or 10, was he Yep. about that age? And they were swimming, mm-hmm. just just being children, man, mm-hmm. swimming at the lake. And it was just your dad and his older sister. 
and he didn't know what to do, where to go. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when it happened and, and, and he found out she had passed away, he was walking home and, 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 and walking home in his field. What, what did he come across? So he's walking home and, uh, you know, living in the, the, the farm, you, you have pretty much a square mile blocks and, um, he was walking home and he saw a pornographic, uh, magazine and that's, um, kind of where it all kind of kept going from there. And it just it just blew his mind, man. And and in this part, what, what I, before we even get too deep, I want to share because a lot of times when we do workshops and trainings at Father Matters, Jeff, I mean, I'm working with guys 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And what I always realize after every workshop, after every training, pretty much, we are dealing with grown men who are still dealing with little boy issues. Amen. And on top of that, Jeff, what happened with your dad at nine or 10 years old, when he came across that pornographic uh, uh, magazine on top of the shock of what happened to his sister, your aunt, uh, he started getting more involved with pornography as a teenager and as he got Mm -hmm. older and brought it to his marriage. Mm -hmm. But we also need to realize right there at age nine or 10, when his, his sister passed away and he got introduced to pornography just walking home right there is where he became arrested under development. Mm. I like that. And what I mean by arrested under development, our, our growth stops, our maturity stops. We, we, we get caught in a cycle. So share with us what happened. You know, of course your dad came across the, the magazine and then through his teens, but then he was married to your mom. Mm-hmm. Share a little bit of that and how the impact, you know, it, it was crazy because, I grew up in a religious background. You know, we, we went to Lutheran school, went to Lutheran church. Um, but just, you know, just like my dad, almost, you know, he hit it. He, I feel like men, you, you, society wants you to hide things. We talked about before it aired, hide and seek. Um, I had no idea. No one had any idea. And, uh, you know, my dad was a successful businessman, and he was a part of the church and the community and giving back. And... Um, I, I, I vividly remember the day that he sat us down in the living room, you know, I was 14, 15 years old. Um, and I could just see my mom just bawling her eyes out and I had no idea. And, you know, when he talked about what was going on for me as an adolescent boy coming into manhood, starting to see my friends talk about pornography sure. and Hey, let's go see my, my dad's magazine under, underneath the couch or whatever. For me, when my dad said that, I'm like, well, that's normal. You know, because my, my friends are all talking about it. So, and all their, their, my friends' dads have all this stuff. Post back in those days, fair faucet posters in the garage doors yeah. and all that. You know, so for me, my, when I'm 14, 15 years old, I didn't think, the only thing I thought of it was that it's really hurting my mom, obviously. And, but I can't fully comprehend and understand why. Looking back on it, I'm just like, man, I am the most proud son now that my dad can man up and say, hey, this is a demon inside me. We talk about the three H's in the book. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, be honest. Get honest. Get help and be humble. You say, know, Say that one more time. All three. Yes, sir. Be honest. Get help. Be humble. And looking back on it, man, it, it takes a powerful man or a powerful person um, to be able to do that 
and really show light because he's told me hundreds of times now going back, he goes, I was taking this disease to my grave. I was never going to tell another person. Um, so for me, man, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this. So, but for me, looking back on it now is that's what a tender line is. A considerate, passionate, loving, caring person, not only for himself, but for his family. But to be able to man up the way he did was extremely powerful now. And like you said, uh, uh, your dad said he was going to take that to his grave. And you and I talked a little bit before we, we start doing the show. I, I was sharing with you that the number one game little kids play is hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And the number one game adult men play is hide and seek. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to come real and come raw with each other. I'll say, hey, Jeff, you, hey, I got tickets to the ball game. And you would think I'm the greatest guy because I got tickets to a ball game and invited you. But I really don't want you to get too close to my heart because if you get too close to my heart, you might not like what you see. So like your dad was saying, I'll just keep this little secret here with me. Mm-hmm. But see, it, it will affect our relationships. It will affect our friendships. It will affect the way we think. Like you said, your dad was really known in the community yeah. and had this secret, had this hurt locked away in his heart Mm -hmm. and was probably ministering and working with men Mm -hmm. who was admitting to him Mm -hmm. the very same thing. Amen. And I know you said that it was great that uh, it does take a man to admit that. But at that time, it wasn't so easy to receive that because, like you said, it hurt your mom. It did affect you some type of way, Mm -hmm. and it did affect your sister some type of way. Absolutely. And what I want to do, we're about to go to this commercial break. After this commercial break, I do want to get into when your dad admitted what was going on, but I do want to talk a little bit about when he did admit that the impact of the family. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because that will affect it. You're listening to The Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guest is Jeff Becker, author of the book Tender Lions, Building the Vital Relationship Between Father and Son. We'll be back with Jeff after this. Are you looking for legal assistance? Then let FatherMatters.org help. Our purpose is to provide free legal assistance services to fathers and mothers, to establish and enforce legal decision-making and parenting time, setting up parent plans, modifying orders, and so much more. So contact Father Matters to schedule your appointment at 602-774-3298. That's 602-774-3298. Or go to FatherMatters.org. Helping the community by helping each other. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters Show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. My guest is Jeff Becker, author of the book Tender Lions, Building the Vital Relationship Between Father and Son. Jeff, just before the commercial break, we were talking about how it was awesome and powerful for your dad to step up and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. But before we get to where we are today about that, share a little bit about how it has impacted you at that time, your sister and your mom. Man, so, you know, being... 
I mean, I think I was a, a sophomore in high school. Uh, my sister was a senior, you know, so we're still 15, 16 years old, 17, right. 18 for my sister. Um, we, I don't think we truly understood and comprehended what was going on. Um, all of a sudden, my dad leaves evenings to go to the, the, the sex education classes. Uh, he'd come home late, and he'd want to talk. And that's kind of where the opening up started and the understanding started. And for me, when I was 15 years old, and my dad would come home late and say, hey, Jeff, let's talk about this. And for, I had two routes. Is he kind of fulfilling this quota of, I need to hit my steps, you know, whatever the steps are in, in the addiction process. Um, is he just doing this just to do it? Or the other route is he's really serious about trying to grow himself, our relationship, our family relationship. Um, it wasn't easy. Man, it wasn't easy. Um, especially we talked about the hide and seek in that as a male, especially a male myself just trying to grow into manhood, I don't know what it's like. For me, it's being tough and hiding your emotions and not sport speaking. hiding behind sports. Yeah, literally. Yes, I, man. As a you know, I ended up playing collegiate basketball. When my dad or when I had and I felt that emotion, hey mom, I'm going to the gym. Hey mom, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to get shots up. I'm going to the weight room just to get away. But see, Jeff, you could have said. Hey mom, I'll be back, and you could have started getting addicted to pornography 100%. or drugs. So was 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 awesome and powerful about that. You said I'm going to go take some shots. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I'm going to the gym, mm-hmm. and that you know you became better. You started playing collegiate ball, but but go ahead because I, I wanted to make that a point because a lot of us we will turn to a crutch, but what is that crutch? Mm-hmm. You know, the phrase that I always and we'll get into kind of what I do, but but. For me, it was find your crazy. What is your crazy? What can you hold on to that you can get to to your deepest hours and your deepest days? Uh, mine was basketball. You know, right. um, that could be art, music, cooking, reading, whatever that is. Um, you know, but going back to to kind of our family and and how things were back then. Um, you know, my dad would come home and and he would ask me questions. We would talk and. You know, over time, gradually breaking down the barriers, breaking down, you know, building up the trust wall. Um, he taught me how to open up. He taught me how to express my emotions. He pushed me. He encouraged me um, in a gentle way to make sure that I was expressing my feelings to him, which is very hard at a 15-year-old age. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, it it molded me to who I am, I believe. Um, definitely still need to work on, you know, continuing to work on expressing my emotions. Um, but it definitely started forming that relationship and building that relationship that my father and have my, that we have now. And I, and I appreciate that. And you said it started forming the relationship that you have now. If I can go a little bit deeper, because even though your dad was going through what he was going through, I feel in my heart, you and your dad relationship was formed earlier, even before that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, one part in the book I read when you said um, you, your dad came home from traveling and doing a lot of work, he walked in the door and you were standing there with your arms crossed. Mm-hmm. And you said, Daddy, I hate your job. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even though you didn't hear about what was going on till you was 14, 15, I honestly believe that that seed 
was planted between you and him even further back. Mm-hmm. You, you see, and I think that's also would help you not stare off to the wrong way using your dad's where I love when he said, he said stirred the wrong, like he, he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He didn't drift. A lot of us will say we drift. Your dad knew what he was doing. He was even admitting, admitting that then. Yeah. And that's powerful, man. Because you and your dad was closer before then. We were, we were very close. And, um, you know, and one of the, one of the chapters of the book is time matters. Tell and, me about it. Um, you know, I I can't think of a time, no matter how busy my, my father was, we would go play catch. We would go shoot hoops. He would be at my games. He would help me, you know, with the piano lessons or whatever. He was very, he's still very musically talented. He took the time. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about fatherlessness and, and the absent, you know, the, the importance of having a father in your life. Um, he showed me now that I'm growing older and I'm engaged and I think about having a family and kids of my own, time matters. Um, yes, you can have quality time, but I, we also talked about this a lot, is quantity time is, is very important uh, with a father and a son or any relationship. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, definitely the relationships uh, was molded, you know, in the backyard, scraping knees and climbing trees. And that's what I'm trying to say. That's that to me what was very important because it's like in my heart I feel that that helped you with forgiveness mm. you already had your dad held up here mm-hmm. I've I've worked with some men who didn't have a great relationship with their dad and then when they found out something like a divorce came when they was 12 through 16 they haven't talked with their dad for 15 20 years mm. And then when I speak with them, guess what? When they were seven, eight, nine, ten, it was not it, that foundation was not mm-hmm. there. So would you would you would you say that maybe some of that forgiveness towards your dad from you is the fact that you've already had that relationship? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and I and I do think that you know I, I was I was young enough but old enough to somewhat understand what was going on when he kind of dropped the bomb on us. Um, but I did have a extremely close relationship, and you, I did look up to my father, and I did see him as a mentor, and you know, kind of that whole American dream, white picket fence. You know, he was that dad, and um, so I already did have kind of that um, that that at least that relationship and the pedestal, I guess you can kind of almost. Uh, and what's powerful about your dad, and then we're gonna move on here is your dad made a mistake, your dad admitted the mistake, mm. and I love that one part, you said your dad went and got help for that mistake. Mm-hmm. He fought for his family, bro. He did. You see what I mean? And that was his way of covering the pain and hurt of seeing his hero, his oldest sister. Mm-hmm. He was there. Mm-hmm. And then listening to your story, you have a you not only have a sister, your sister is older than you. So as a father with a with with I have an older older son, but I have a, a, a my my daughter's older than her little brother, right? And your dad sees him and his sister, and you two, when you guys were younger. I guarantee you. Hmm. See you see how deep stuff Absolutely. is, and he may not have even said that to you. Absolutely. But to have an opportunity to have him and his sister again through his daughter and his son. Hmm. 
I've never thought about that. You know, it, it's crazy. It's very interesting. About a few months ago, we talked about that uh, that experience, that situation when my dad opened up. Uh, my mom's bawling her eyes out. I, you know, me and my sister are sitting there, kind of stunned. And he told me, he goes, I don't remember this. He said that my sister immediately walked out of the house and ran to her best friend's house. I immediately walked upstairs and shut my door. He goes, the difference is society wants the girls to run and express their emotions and talk to their friends and their girlfriends and this. That's exactly what I did. Guys run upstairs, shut the door, and just isolate themselves. Go to the cave. And and that's... That was very powerful for me to think about that that's not what we should be doing. That's right. Um, you know, and then you talked about um, how my dad fought for the family. You know, I can think about so many times for months and months and months uh, walking in the back door, or coming home, you know, being at a basketball game or something, he'd be sleeping on the couch. N- it was. I don't think he ever didn't sleep on a couch day after day, week after week, month after month. And it wasn't until a few years ago that he he really told me how close my mom and my dad were to separating. But the fight that he had, but not only my dad, but my gosh, my mom. That's right. Um, and the powerful thing that my dad would always tell me is that it was the day, it was a few days before they, he was actually already looking at apartments and all that. He said that my mom approached him and said, Brian, this will never get better unless I forgive myself and I forgive me and cleanse me to make me a better wife, mother, spouse. I forgive you. And he said it was just like that instant you know and and it took a while but i bet for a while your mom was maybe blaming herself 100 percent. and now when you really unpack it this was an issue long before your mom even came along Mm -hmm. because it wasn't about your mom it wasn't about her it wasn't about mrs becker it was about what is going to be my drug of choice because as a nine, 10 year old child, I witnessed something that I should not have witnessed. And I was the only one there. And I didn't save my sister. I, I, you know, how no one is more harder or have been more hard on Mr. Becker than Mr. Brian Becker mm-hmm. himself. Very good. And I think that's true, though, for all of us. You know, if it doesn't need to be seeing seeing a, a sibling die in front of your eyes, but I think all of us look in the mirror, we, we see the negative. That's right. Um, and that's what this book is about is we all have a secret. We all have demons. We all have a dark spots, but being honest, getting help, being humble, surround yourself with the community. Um, the light's there. We just have to look for it. See? And we have to we 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 have to come together. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your statistics because that was blowing mind blowing. You know, it's it, it's interesting. Good things. Um, younger parents, younger fathers are actually spending more time with their son and their kids than generations ago. Great thing. Um, but if you look at it as a whole, the scary thing is about twenty five percent of all of all kids are living absent of their biological father. So 
That's more than 20 million kids. That's just physically. So you think about me- mentally, psychologically, that are also absent. Um, then you think about if you would, if you could classify fatherlessness as a disease, it's a national emergency. It's an it's an epidemic. Um, and, and this started as this story started with just me and my dad. And the more we looked at this, the more we researched this, we're just like, man, this is extremely eye opening um, to to see these types of things. And we think about the isolation these kids feel, um, the scaredness, the darkness, the emptiness. Um, you know, seventy one percent of high school dropouts have a father absent. Seventy one are teen pregnancies, fathers absent. Eighty five percent. 85% of children with behavioral disabilities or disorders, child's or father's absent. Linked you know? to the father. You know, and it's it's just, you. I never thought that, that it'd be crazy that high. 90% of homeless or runaway kids, father gone. So it's, uh, it's just, it's just so humbling to me to be, and almost, and I just appreciate where I've come from. Um, yeah, we had issues. We all have issues, but. To see those types of stats, to see that 20 million, you know, are, are absent without a father, it's it's uh, it's crazy. Brian, where can our listeners go to get this book, Tender Lions, and how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, um, you know, you can uh, go to tenderlines.org. That's our website. Uh, you can email me at jeff at tenderlines.org. Uh, social media-wise, all of our, our handles, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, are at uh, tenderlinesbook. Thank you for coming, Jeff. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to have you come back later on this summer with you and your dad. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Send your questions or comments to fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless.